Well, people, let's get down to business of the number one show, hottest show on the streets, got that fire. Talking Crimson Tide football, yours truly, Stephen M. Smith, in my own words. We've already heard from head coach Nick Saban. Continue to like the show. Run those likes up. Get those likes past the moheads with that thumbs up, people. Let's get this thing to 50 likes right now. Make this your show, your network, your platform, your channel too. Talk Bama also. But Daily Super Chat Go, $75. Daily Super Chat Go. Appreciate the love and the support coming from each of you also. We want to hear from you guys tonight, 205-448-1358. But I'm going to call in to let your voice be heard, 205-448-1358. And one more time, 205-448-1358. We already got my man Jimmy the Batman Cash Money walking down the street. Clay handling that daily super chat go by himself of $75. Appreciate that love. This from Jimmy Clay. But everybody else that wants to donate in, we appreciate every last one of you making the show what it is. Without further ado, like I said, let's get down to the conversation. Hearing from Coach Saban, the big news of today, Ajayi Hall, sophomore wide receiver, suspended from the team, according to Coach Saban, for some, for some violations of team rules, whether this be academic, athletic, whatever the case may be. Saban says the young man has been suspended. And um, what's kind of crazy is, is we, we've seen all of these speculations, reports, you know, going on, and now we get the real answer here. And I thought the over-under was going to be five questions asked to Coach Saban on the Hall situation, but he handled that in his opening statement. Was not even feeling like talking about Hall, if you could tell by his body language, but he answered that in the opening statement, two, took two questions, and the people recognized, well, he's serious. Like, he ain't trying to hear. He ain't trying to talk about Hall. He made the case known as it needed to be made known and uh, you know Hall has Hall had an opportunity to get himself back in good graces with the team per Saban but he has burned that bridge that opportunity and per coach Saban he does not know what the future holds for uh, J.I. Hall so th- this is really intriguing and uh, the last two days he had been omitted from a uh, the Alabama Football Online 2022 spring roster. Now, for me, I thought initially this was a glitch in the system because we've seen this before, John, where you may see a player or a number of players that, you know, they may be updating the system, a glitch happens, their name is removed out of the system, people start going crazy, why so-and-so name ain't on the roster, why so-and-so's name is removed, but once you reboot the system, their name goes right back in there, right? So we've seen this before, but for two days, you know, Hall's name wasn't in there. So people are like, man, this must be a really bad glitch or something must really be going on. And as of today, we got our answer. Something was really truly going on, which is why Coach Saban said what he had to say of Hall being suspended. And, um, I mean, um, the conversation of Hall has always been – a sore spot for for a lot of fans out there just due to uh, what he did in one spring game. 
and it was, wow, he looks so good in this one spring game. Uh, if, if he can grow and develop, he can be really special, really big, really a marquee weapon here, you know, on this team. You know, hold on to him, hold on to him. Don't let him go. Like, th this guy can be really, really good for us. Could be the best receiver Alabama's ever had. But then you have the other bunch here that goes, look, it was just an A-Day game. It was just a spring game. Didn't really mean nothing. He's creating all of these distractions. So if he's creating all these distractions on a team that's trying to get back to the national championship game and win and be focused and be all in, then we can pretty much cut bait with that and just let that go. And I'm reminded of, uh, you know, some players in the history of Alabama under Coach Saban, of course, that dealt with some baggage. But it never became a really major distraction in a sense of, uh, you know, those guys tried to do the right thing. They wanted to do the right thing. They just needed some help. And Coach Saban was able to step in and give those guys that, that help. And they turned it around. You know, names like Ronnie Harrison, names like Kenyon Drake and Tony Brown and Reuben Foster and Tim Williams and DJ Petway. I mean, these were just some names that, you know, had some baggage, some names that maybe had some personal problems, had some issues, but Saban could see they were trying. Saban could see they wanted to be right. They wanted to, to do right. They had the desire to buy in. They just needed a little bit of help. And when you just need a little bit of help, Saban doesn't mind, you know, st sticking in there, sticking his neck out there and trying to help you if he sees that you want to be right and that you want to buy into the, to the whole notion of the Bama standard. He's fine helping you. It's when uh, he sees that, the effort that you're putting, he sees when he sees there's no consistent effort being put in on your part to buy in. When he sees there's no consistent effort, there's no consistent buy in, and there's distractions all over the room, uh, that's where it becomes like J. Cole, don't save her. She don't want to be saved. Don't save her. She don't, like, you, you know what I'm saying? Then it becomes that ordeal, and Saban has to cut that rope, and Saban has to cut that bait. And he, he doesn't want to because he wants to see all of the players succeed, right? He wants to see all of the players do well, especially when he's walking into the living rooms of these parents saying, hey, we, we got the best program. We got the best amenities. We got the best facilities. We got the best education. We got the best uh, to help your child, your son be all he can be. And when we return him back to you, you're getting back a full, well-rounded, developed man. So uh, at the heart of him, uh, Saban doesn't want to cut ties, cut bait. But when he sees that this is more distraction than good, what else can he do? What else is, is, is he supposed to do? When, when he's talked about, we got a team, there's no nonsense, there's no complainers, there's no negativity, everybody's bought in. That loss to Georgia hurt these guys. They want to get back and snatch back that crown, snatch back that title. And when you have 99% of a team focused on snatching back that title, and you got the 1% that's highly talented, but distractions, what do you do? If you see that 1% isn't trying to get right, you cut off the 1% and you roll up the 99. I mean, that's what you do. 
that's what you do in terms of this situation here from Coach Saban. With him saying that, I don't know what the future is for Hall. This is basically Saban indirectly saying it ain't no more room here. Saban indirectly is telling you it, it ain't no more room here. So uh, Saban had to do it. Had to cut that tie there with uh, J.I. Hall. So uh, hopefully uh, the young man can find somewhere where he can get on and and have some success at but just will not be in Tuscaloosa where the University of Alabama is concerned. Because one thing about Coach Saban, he doesn't do distractions. He is not one for distractions. He is not one for negativity. He's about order. He's about you You be on that get right with that get right, and you put yourself in position where you're not bucking against the team goal here. And when he finds out that you are not for the team goal, he's going to give you an opportunity. But when those opportunities run out, you get the, you get the, uh, the conversation, the dialogue that Coach Saban used in today's presser. So that is the update. That is the news there on Hall suspended from the team. Violation of rules and don't know what the future holds here for this young man. But it looks like Saban and company ready to move on and turn that page. But we take a break here on the show. Don't touch that dial. Just getting your chest warm here when we get back. We go to the phone lines. We grab your calls, your thoughts, your conversations, your interactions. We talk to you. Blow the phone lines up, people. We get to you after this. You're watching In My Own Words with Stephen M. Smith, brought to you by We Own the Fourth Quarter. Get your four-finger bling necklace today by visiting weownthefourthquarter.com. Throw them foes up. What's up, Bama Nation? This is Rudy Griffin, former Alabama defensive lineman, and you're listening to my guy, Stephen M. Smith, In My Own Words, brought to you by Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Roll! Roll! Remember the taste of Grandma's delicious sweets? Emily's Heirloom Pound Cakes brings back those precious memories with just one bite. Each cake made from scratch. They make the perfect dessert to share with family and friends for any occasion, and ordering is easy. Visit emilysheirloompoundcakes.com. Click the online store and shop. Then pick up your fresh cake at the kitchen in downtown Homewood. Order yours online at emilysheirloompoundcakes.com. Emily's Heirloom Pound Cakes, making memories from scratch. All right, folks, we're back into the action here from the break number one show. Hottest show on the streets. Got that fire. Talking Crimson Tide football in my own words. Yours truly, Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. You, the outstanding fans, are doing your thing. We're already at the 50 likes. Appreciate you guys. Let's get this baby up to 100, baby. Let's get the 100 mark, baby. You guys are being fantastic here on the show, making this your show, your network, platform, channel, and space to talk Bama. Guys, shout out Nona Davis with that $10 donation in the Super Chat. Chats, appreciate the love there from Nona and my man Bill. How about the Big Apple? Bill from New York with that $5 donation. Appreciate Bill and Jamie Wilhelm with that $4.99. The Super Chats, appreciate the love from Jamie as well. Also, we got Anitra Raby. Anitra Raby with that $10 donation. Showing love right here. Appreciate all the donations, the support coming from you guys. But... We go to the phone lines now to take your calls. 
Call segment brought to you by the Blue Wrench Gang, 205-448-1358. Number to call in, 205-448-1358. We grab a call now. You're live on the show. What's going on? It's how, how we feeling? State your name and where you're calling from. Hey, this is uh, Kyron from Albuquerque. That's K-Y-R-A-N. How you doing? Doing good, Kyron. How you feeling, man? I'm feeling pretty good. So just wanted to weigh in real quick on the, the guy off situation. And, you know, I'm a grown man, you know, uh, and I hate, you know, hate to be ill. It just seems like uh, his poor attitude um, really came to his father. Really pay attention uh, to Twitter. You know, his father is, is on there as well, you know, kind of with the same attitude. Um, seems like there's really no, you know, accountability, uh, you know, growing up for him maybe. I don't know. I uh, grew up thinking he was he was special, you know, but you know, when you when you get to Alabama, you learn real quick that you're, you're not that special, you know, so. Um, you know, hopefully it'll be a learning experience. I believe it will be. He'll he'll grow, go somewhere else, and 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 mature a little bit. Uh, looks like he'll probably most likely go somewhere in Florida because that's where he's from. Um, but you know, I mean, I mean, we'll, we'll just move on, and and hopefully he'll he'll one day understand um, the, the opportunity that he had, and not not even will bet that uh, he'll even thank Nick Saban one day. You know, for 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 the help uh, when, he, when he does kind of uh, realize, you know, what, what was done for him. But, um, you know, it starts at home. And, unfortunately, if, you, if you're on Twitter, if you look close enough, you'll see his father is on there as well, kind of with the same attitude that he's in Vincent Hall. Um, so, well, yeah, we'll see what happens. And uh, uh, thanks, thanks for taking my call, Steve. Appreciate that call that come from Kyron starting us off here from uh, on the show. We grab this call here. You're live on the show. What's going on? How we feeling? State your name and where you're calling from. Steve, and I'll tell you what. I didn't know if I was going to be able to call in tonight or not with all these bad allergies. But I'll tell you what. All these people in the Blue Ranch Gang, all these donations tonight, already up to 50 likes. It takes each and every one of y'all to make this the hottest show on the streets, in the streets, on the streets, around the streets, around the corner, and in the doctor. And it takes it to be the number one show in the country. Apparently, Stephen, Justin Riley has gotten me mixed up with Willie Nelson. What do you think about this situation? You know what? I mean, you could be a good actor, though, Wagner. You really could. All the girls I've loved before. Listen, that's all he's going to get. If he's not going to pay me, he's not going to get no more. Anyway, you're looking good on Fine Bomb. You're looking good on 100 Sports Talk. I tell you, I hate to see this guy go. Talented young man. I don't know what the problem is down there. Only Coach Saban knows, you know, the what, what how deep it goes and what the situation is. So maybe this will uh, – maybe he'll be back. We never know. A lot of people want to call him tonight. Y'all be safe. We'll be back on Friday. Lord's willing, the creek don't rise. Y'all looking good. Keep your show rolling. I tell you, it's rolling. It's hot. I got to put this phone down. I'll talk to y'all later. I love all y'all. Bye-bye, everyone. Appreciate Wagon calling in. Wagon the singer, Wagon the actor. Wagon can do everything right now. We take this call here. You're live on the show. What's going on? How we feeling? State your name and where you calling from. Hey, man, I'm in Mobile. I'm Mark. And, uh, hey, I'm going to pull a little living color here and pull my homie claws out, okay? First-time caller. And I'm a home and call uh, Saban here. I almost called him Satan. I'm a big Bama fan. Let me say this. What did he? I'm gonna call him out. Okay, give me just a second. He said about three days ago to everybody and their brother, "This is the closest knit team. We don't have problems. We are one. We are family." Remember? Right. He said that. Uh, okay. 
So, and then there's another thing Coach Saban did that I'm not happy with. In today's quote, he said he already had his chance. Coach Saban has been great because he has been consistent. All right? And so he, I'm just going to have to give Saban the homie clause of the night award. You're going to have to get it. What do you think? You, you know what? Hey. Good point there. Good point there. Appreciate that call right there. Good point there. We're going to continue with this call here. You're live on the show. What's going on? How are you feeling? State your name. Where are you calling from? Stephen M. Smith, you're the most electrifying man in all of Alabama Entertainment. What's going on? It's Justin Riley. Man, J- J- Justin, Justin, you, you, you wouldn't just be saying that, would you? I mean, I, I try, but you wouldn't just be saying that, would you? Not at all, brother. You know what? As I look more closely at it, you're Alabama's version of the rock. Your star appeal is just that huge. What's on your mind, Justin? <laughs> Listen, a job hall has been on my mind and our minds and our, and our thoughts, our tweets, and just about everything for about a year now. And that in itself is a reason why this has to come to an end. You know, and – Yes, Coach Saban has made the comment that we're a close-knit family, but sometimes to keep the family healthy, you got to cut loose the, the cancer. you got to get rid of that which is bringing the family down. Right now, this family's main objective is to get to a national championship, and they have, as you say, that get-right mentality right now. And any kind of distraction, especially of this magnitude, is going to – impair that so you've got to get rid of that and this and this isn't a decision that's been made in haste you know i'm sure that coach saban and and his 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 graciousness has extended to him countless opportunities to make things right you know we as viewers as the audience probably haven't heard about it because you know what it's none of our business because it's an internal thing it's a family it's a family thing so this wasn't done in haste and i'm sure also too the team made a decision collectively that, you know what, best of luck to him, but we need to move forward. We need to concentrate on getting us better. We need to concentrate on getting to that next level. And we don't need someone who, actually, who, quite honestly right now, is selfish and has a me attitude. It's not about next man up. It's about, you know, when's it my turn? So I, I think him moving on is the best situation. And, and who knows, maybe this just wasn't, where he was meant to be. And maybe he is called to be somewhere else, and maybe that light will come on, and he'll finally get it, and he'll excel and get to that next level. But those are my thoughts on the entire situation. Appreciate that call. They're coming from my man Justin Riley out of Mississippi. And uh, I'm reminded of something Coach Saban said when he first got here. It's, you know, Alabama's not for everybody. And he said this to the Julio Jones. We're talking the Julio Jones. So Alabama's not meant for everybody. Now, I wish the best for Mr. Hall wherever he ends up going. Hopefully, like you guys have mentioned, the light bulb comes on and he matures and becomes the player that, you know, he's meant to be and that he wants to be. But at the same time, uh, you know, Saban has provided chances. He's not one for just to immediately cut and dismiss you. He's going to give you a chance to get right and multiple chances. And if he doesn't see that you're taking those chances to heart, then what can he do? What is he supposed to do? But we take this call here. You're live on the show. What's going on? How are we feeling? State your name and where you calling from. Yeah, my name is Katie Thomas. I'm calling from Kissimmee, Florida. I just uh, wanted to get your intake 
um, on my nephew. I know it's kind of off subject, but he's actually on Alabama. His name's uh, Treshawn Holden. And I just want to know how you feel he's going to uh, actually fit in the lineup this year and just your perception on, you know, how well he might do throughout the year this year. Well, Treshawn has been – Treshawn's had a great spring. I mean, uh, looks good out there. Probably growing into more of that consistent play that Coach Saban likes. I know there's a relationship there with he and Bryce Young uh, made some plays last season. I think Treshawn, he's, he's doing a good job. I think he fits in just fine. Oh, okay, okay. Thank you, man. I, I really wanted to get your intake on that, man. Absolutely. Appreciate that call there. I mean, Treshawn's doing good. I would like to see him have a big season this upcoming year. Uh, we take this call here. You're live on the show. What's going on? How we feeling? Uh, state your name. Where you calling from? Hi, Stephen. Bill from New York. Nice to talk to you again, man. How you doing? Doing good, Bill. What's going on, my man? Okay. You know, I, ju I just wanted to chime in about Hall. You know, I care about him as a person and, um, after hearing the first caller, it made me feel bad, you know, in case, I don't know, I'm not there, but in case he's not getting the parental guidance he needs, that, that's sad. But, you know, I, 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 feel, I don't feel bad about losing him. And I'll tell you why. If you look at our receiver core last year, I mean, Williams carried us for the most part, you know, he, and he, he really had that good stutter step move, moved a blinding speed, you know, but he didn't have, we didn't have a receiver with like that real twitchy move like my man Jalen Waddle. But I think we might have one. Because I've been, I've been watching uh, YouTube videos of this Aaron Anderson. Man, he's got moves, like similar kinds of moves than that. And the beauty is he's not going to be on the first team, chances are. So he'll, even been wor he'll, he'll be working with, you, you know, Simpson. He'll, he'll be working with both backup quarterbacks, which is great. That's exactly what we want. Because remember, what happened with, when, it, when Tua threw that pass to Devontae, they were freshmen. They, they were, you know, lack of a better word, nobodies. But that's what happens. And it's part of Saban's genius to just develop players like that, you know. And uh, that's, that's what I'm thinking. That's all I got tonight, Steve. I wonder what you think. I mean, good point there, Bill. And I like what Aaron Anderson can bring. If you watch the clip there that he posted from the scrimmage, I'm, I'm not quite sure if he was supposed to post that, but from the clip that we saw, uh, we saw the go, to the, the go to the ground level, we saw the speed, the ability to break tackles, to get out of a tackle, and we saw the moves that he puts on defensive backs. So Aaron Anderson is going to be something to watch in the future. I think he gets reps. He definitely gets reps at receiver. I think he's somebody that we need to look at punt return, kickoff return, that type of speed. But definitely in the future, 82 Anderson, that's a big-time name right there. Appreciate Bill from New York for that call. We grabbed this call here. You're live on the show. What's going on? How we feeling? State your name and where you're calling from. What's going on, Steve? This is Elijah calling from Jersey. How you feeling tonight? Man, doing fantastic, brother. How are you? Oh, I'm hanging in here. Just uh, heard the news about a Jai Hall and things like that. And I think what everybody real just needs to sit back and realize is it's sad to say, but this is college football now. This is what college football has turned into. It's turned into it's a business. Um, it's, in a way, it's good for the players. In a way, it's bad for the sport, but it's a business now, college football. A Jai Hall, he looked. At, he looked and seen what happened this year. 
they brought in Jermaine Burton. Um, and he looking at it, his playing time is probably going to be limited. He's not going to get uh, all the reps that he, he probably wanted. Um, and, you know, people get into these guys' ears, start saying, hey, you could come over here and play. You could do this. You could do that. And, and he, the transport portal, that's why he's jumping nowadays. We've seen this year. It was guys in the transport portal that we never thought that would, would be in the portal. And Saban, he has to make a business decision. Do I let this guy stay here and ruin the team? Or do I get him up out of here and, and save my team? Because we all know it only takes one bad apple to spoil a bunch and one little cancer cell to spread through the whole team and create chaos. So, I mean, I, I look at it from both ends, Steve, and say to myself, is this player upset? He probably is upset. He's probably looking at it from the scrimmages. He's not getting the attention he wanted. He sat here all last year and was on the, uh, pretty much on the sideline, didn't get the playing time he wanted. And for these guys, and half the callers that call in, we've never been no four- and five-star athletes. It's a it's an ego behind that. You know what I mean, Steve? It's a big ego. It's pride that goes behind being a four- or five-star athlete. And for this guy not to be getting the um, attention that he wants or the playing time that he wants, it weighs heavy on a 19, 20-year-old kid. But with that being said, you still got to be a good sport about it. But, you know, now it's, it, it's made it the NCAA has made it easy for these guys to be brats, you know, to be spoiled and say, well, I'm just going to transfer up out of here, you know. So I, I feel I, I wish the John Hall the best. No hard feelings for me. I want to see the, the young fella make it. He showed me that, you know, he has a ton of potential behind him. And whatever he was suspended for, I hope he grows from it, he learns from it, and he doesn't make the same mistake in the future. But um, thank you for taking my call, Steve, and uh, have a good one, bro. Absolutely. Appreciate Elijah there from Jersey for that call. And for me, I just hope and pray the young man finds some guidance. That's the big thing for Hall because at the end of the day, you're a young man first. You're a human being first, and then you're an athlete. So my hope and prayer is somebody, older gentleman, older individual steps in and provides some guidance where he is concerned. But we grab this call here. You're live on the show. What's going on? How we feeling? State your name and where you're calling from. Hey, Stephen M. This is Bama Lynn from Mobile. How you doing, buddy? Doing fantastic in yourself. I'm doing good. Just wanted to say, change the subject just a little bit. Um, what is the thing that changed that our team last year when we went into the SEC championship game? What, what made us dominant? It was the offensive line. I think the offensive line this year is, is what is going to determine whether our team clicks on a, on a championship level or not. It's going to be up to whether we can click that line. And Coach said today, we, we, we're, we're limited on numbers right now. So hopefully all of our guys get well. Um, we can plug them in where they belong. And if that offensive line gels and if our linebackers, if our middle linebackers click, 
whether it's Moody or whoever's going to be there with with To'o To'o, that's that's what's going to determine whether we have a national championship again in 2022 or not, in my opinion. Just wanted to throw that your way, brother. Absolutely, and a good point from you, a very good point from you, and that's that's huge, especially on the offensive line. Bama's got some guys banged up. Need to get those guys healthy. And I, I like what Coach Eric Wolford has done. He's come in here, right, and he's switched some things around. He's moved some pieces. He's pushed some buttons. He's pushed some players. He's trying to get a full scope of – Who's my best five, right? He's got a feel for the, what the personnel is. A lot of times last season, we all kind of wondered, did Doug Marone really know what his personnel was? Coach Wolford is in here understanding what the personnel is. Got to get some guys back healthy, plug them in there, see who works at what spot. I like that. And, of course, the inside linebacker position. I think whether it's Moody next to Henry To'o To'o or whether it's Deontay Lawson, you get that middle linebacker spot right or that weak side linebacker spot right. You good to roll. Got to shout out my man Cliff Reese one time with that $5 donation. The Super Chats appreciate my man Cliff Reese and Eric Thomas with that $10 donation. Showing love here as well. Appreciate the donations, the calls, the like. Continue to run those likes up. Get the show up, baby. Make this your network, your channel, platform, space, form of entertainment to talk Bama football. We got a quick topic here to go to, and uh, this one is dedicated to we got Evan Neal. So Evan Neal, Alabama offensive lineman that's projected to be a top five pick in the draft coming up later this month. He got a key to the city. I mean, this is cool. He got a key to his hometown of Okechukobi. Hope I'm saying that right. Okechukobi, Florida, South Florida. He got a key to his hometown in South Florida. I mean, that's really cool. For somebody who came to Alabama in 2019, Versatile on the offensive line, a guy that was an All-American as an offensive tackle, uh, did tremendous in the run game, really good in the pass game, blocked for you know a Heisman Trophy winner in uh, Bryce Young, a Heisman finalist in uh, Mac Jones, a Heisman finalist in Najee Harris. Of course, he protected Mac Jones to get the ball to a Heisman winner in Devontae Smith. I mean, a very good career for Evan Neal. Very strong career for Big Neal. So kudos to him getting the key to the city back home in his hometown in South Florida. Wishing nothing but the best for him in the NFL draft. Whichever pro team gets him, they're getting a stud and a perennial pro bowler on the offensive line. We take a break here, folks. We'll touch that down. When we get back, we dive into one Trey Sanders. This brother is on a mission. And we'll talk about it right after this. You know what we do at the start of the fourth quarter We throw them foes up But now you don't have to wait until the fourth quarter Get your four finger bling necklace At weownthefourthquarter.com It's the first and only logo That captures the essence of all Crimson Tide players and fans As we represent the legendary Alabama football Fourth quarter dominance Get your four finger bling necklace right now At weownthefourthquarter.com Get yours today and stun on them haters 
Look at all these great players in Touchdown Alabama magazine. Man, wait till I turn up this year. I'm gonna be on the front cover. But what if Will goes off? Or Joe, DeMarco, Chris, Tim, Christian. Don't wait. Order now at touchdownalabama.com or call 833-483-2624 today. And we are back rocking and rolling here from the break on a Wednesday hump day on the hottest show on the streets. Got that fire talking your Crimson Tide. In my own words, yours truly, Stephen Smith, Touchdown Alabama Magazine. And we go from a, a J.I. Hall to a young man on a mission, and that being one Trey Sanders at running back, the redshirt junior from South Florida, former five-star. And, and Trey's been through so much as a player. Been through so much as a player. If you check out his story, just three years ago, this was the number one running back in the country among the high school ranks. This was probably the number one recruit in the country among the high school ranks coming from IMG Academy. You had so many yet so many recruiting prognosticators saying, I see uh, Ezekiel Elliott in his game. I see Alvin Kamara in his game. I see so many pro football running backs in uh, uh, this young man's game. Trey Sanders, he is going to be an absolute rocket ship of a stud in college football. And I remember Trey, confident as all get out, said, I'm winning the Heisman Trophy as a freshman. He had that type of an aura about himself as a young player. And when he first got here in 2019, uh, he wasn't joking. Like, he was putting on a show in fall camp. Like, he was actually on the verge of taking some reps from Najee Harris and Brian Robinson. Unfortunately, he had the foot fracture, had to miss the entire season, and uh, that was a setback, and that hurt. And uh, he comes back in 2020, starts off a bit slow, but got going a little bit, and then a, a door of opportunity opened when Brian Robinson was banged up for the Mississippi State game. Brian Denny, Trey Sanders gets out there, has 12 carries for 80 yards. He rips off a few 20-plus yard runs. And U.S. fans are going, holy snap, here it come. He back. There's Trey. Oh, wow. And he, he, he was looking good. He was looking good. Unfortunately, goes back home to Florida. And another setback happens. Has a serious car accident. Left him with quite a few injuries, including a hip situation that needed surgery and uh, you know you gotta think depression set in frustration set in just just a lot of mixed emotions set in for him as he's having to celebrate a national championship in a wheelchair couldn't play the remainder of the season and he worked so hard and he fought so hard to get through that rehab uh, to get back on the field this past season and when he scored against Miami to open the year, just the hug from Coach Saban, the hug from Jeff Allen, the hug from Jeremy Giselle, the director of rehabilitation for, uh, for the program, just so much joy when uh, Trey scored. And, you know, Trey talked about it on uh, yesterday that Coach Saban gave him hope. And if there, if there was anybody that could run a book, if there was any five-star who could write a book on how to come through adversity, Trey Sanders would be the best author for that book because of all that he's 
been through. And then you know, we talked about it. You know, there were moments where he felt like he couldn't do it. There were moments he felt like he wouldn't be able to do it. He would be rolling in the wheelchair at practice, watching other guys practice, watching other guys pop pads and run plays. And he's out there in the wheelchair wondering, God, I want to be out here, but I can't be out here. And Coach Saban has to come over there, talk to him, encourage him, cheer him up, lift his spirits. And, you know, Trey said that meant the world to me. That meant everything to me. Having him by my side, each and every talk, each and every conversation that kept me going, and that gave me hope on what I can do, on what I will be able to do, and how me being a man, you know, life after football. And that was very special hearing Trey talk about this. But he also said, I still haven't reached the potential but I'm trying to reach. So Trey still has something left there in that tank. Do not sleep on him in the upcoming season. I know the conversation's been about Jameer Gibbs, and Gibbs is a burner, and Gibbs is electrifying, and Gibbs can flat out ball. But Trey Sanders is on a mission. And there's something about when players talk highly about what Coach Saban has done for them, especially if this is a player that's been through some stuff, that player wants to show Coach Saban how much he's important to him or to them. And they go out there and they flat ball. They flat ball. I mean, case in point, even going back to the first segment, talking about a J.I. Hall, when you had Tony Brown who went through some stuff and Saban stayed with him, Tony Brown said, I got to get right. I got to be right. Coach Saban hung on to me. I got to ball. When – Kenyon Drake, when he was battling through his stuff, Coach Saban held on to him. I got a ball now. Coach Saban believed in me. He trusted me. He keeping me. I got to go in. You look at, you know, Ronnie Harrison, Reuben Foster, Tim Williams, all the same. Coach Saban believed in them. He stuck with them. He stayed with them. He encouraged them. And something clicked and went, I got to go hard. Saban going all out for me. I can't sit here and just leave this man hanging because he's going all out for me. So the same thing with Trey, seeing that support, seeing that value uh, that Coach Saban has put in him, uh, Trey is not going to let Coach Saban's words fall by the wayside. This man's on a mission. Now, what his role may be, that remains to be seen. Could be a third down back. Could be, you know, in different packages. Not quite sure what the role Trey Sanders will have, but whatever the role is, don't sleep on him because he's going to take that role and bring the best out of that role because he's been through a lot and he's ready to show why he was so highly coveted in the recruiting cycle just three years ago. But it was just very touching and great to hear him talk about what Coach Saban has meant to him, what the training staff has meant to him, what not playing football has taught him in growing into being a man. Just very refreshing hearing from Trey Sanders in his first time speaking to reporters doing Tuesday's media uh, availability there. But hats off to Trey. Want him to go hard. Want him to go all out in this upcoming season. But we go to a break right here, folks, on the show. Don't touch that dial because when we get back, we return to the phone lines. We grab your calls, your thoughts, your interactions, your chats. We get to you right after this. 
Don't touch that dial. Call in right now as we're taking your calls up next on In My Own Words with Stephen M. Smith. Brought to you by We Own the Fourth Quarter. Visit weownthefourthquarter.com now to get your four-finger bling necklace. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? This is Marvin Constant, All-SEC linebacker and 1999 SEC champion. You are listening to In My Own Words, brought to you by Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Roll Tide. Every sports fan deserves the proper representation. Wit Will Sports introduces to you the title towel. Wave that title towel in the air like you just don't care. In support of Nick Saban and the Alabama Crimson Tide. Only $9.99 and it lasts a lifetime. Head on over to WitWillSports.com and get your title towel today. Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $7.95 per month or pay $74.95 for a full year subscription. That's a yearly saving of $20. Go to touchdownalabama.com today and roll tide. And we are back into the action here, folks, from the break. Number one ticket here for Crimson Tide Football News. In my own words, yours truly, Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Got to shout out Miss Leary in this in the chat right now under the username Simona. Shouts out to Miss Leary. Appreciate her checking us out on today. Also, I got to shout out my man, Chris Goggin. Chris Goggin with that $5 donation in the Super Chats. Appreciate my man, Chris, helping us out here on the show. We got 150 likes. Appreciate you guys. Let's get this thing up to 200. 200, baby. Let's go. 200. We need 150 likes. So we got this up to 100. Need 50 more. So we're trying to get this thing to 150 likes, people. So do your thing, fans. Do your thing. Let's get this thing up to 150 likes here on the show. Make this your show network channel platform in space too. Talk Bama, but we go to the phone lines now to take your calls. The call segment brought to you by the Blue Wrench Gang, 205-448-1358. Number to call in and let your voice be heard here, 205-448-1358. We grab this call. You're live on the show. What's going on? How we feeling? State your name and, we, and now where you calling from? Roll tight, Steven. This is William. I'm seeing that you're fired up there today, brother. <laughs> I'm, I, I, I am, William. I am. And it's, it's because of this. I mean, for me, I wish the best for a J.I. Hall. I do. I want him to go and be successful and find some guidance and find what he needs to find. But at the same time, it's when Coach Saban gives you an opportunity and you don't cash in on that, you know, what is he supposed to do? You have so many people that say, well, say because gave him another opportunity and another chance, he's so good. When he's giving you a chance after chance, at least one chance, because some people, they let you go if, if you mess up day one. Saban offered him another opportunity. You know, what else is Coach Saban supposed to do? Yeah, it's no doubt. Saban's got a, got a kind heart, kind of like uh, Coach Bear Bryant with a, uh, Joe Namath, you know, that time he they, he set him on the bench. So, yeah, so, I mean, you know, there's, it, there's, it comes a time that you have to do something. I mean, it's, I mean, uh, that, that's why I'm saying I, I want people that's all in, you know, that's, that's for the team and uh, it, whatever it takes. And, 
you know, somebody mentioned that, you know, it, it, that Hall will probably transfer out to him, maybe go to Texas. Well, if he does that, I wish him luck, you know. But, uh, you know, like, like I say, I, I just want players all in. Roll tight, I'll get off here. Thanks. Appreciate William calling in right there, my man from Iowa. We take this call here. You're live on the show. What's going on? How are we feeling tonight? State your name and where you're calling from. Nate from Kentucky. Big Nate, what's happening, man? My man. Hey, the only place Stephen A. Smith comes before Stephen M. Smith is in the dictionary. You know that's right. Can't beat it, man. Can't beat it. What's on your mind, Nate? Hey, love you, dude. Hey, listen, hey, I was just kind of piggyback on what you said. You know, I love that. And saving, you know, as far as giving guys second chances, and that's something he's talked about. And I'm sure you've seen it, you know, talking about uh, Mushin Muhammad when he was at Michigan State. Right, right. And, and how people wrote him and all that. And Saban's, you know, and he end up having a son go to Harvard and all that. And, you know, Saban takes criticism for that. But, dude, he calls it like he sees it, man. And I, I always respect him for that. I mean, you have to. It's it, at some point. It's I, I've always had the statement. Well, my sisters always had the statement. It's how much are you willing to work with? How much baggage are you willing to work with? And, and everybody's got baggage. But for Coach Saban, it's when he talks about we have a focused group. There's no complainers, no negative guys. We got leadership here. And then you got the one guy where you want to help him. You want him to be good. You want him to be great, but you're just not seeing him put forth the effort himself, and you've given him more than one chance. At some point, you've got to draw a line in the sand. 100%. But you know what I love, too, though, is, you know, Saban, and that's part of, you know, learning about the leadership council and all that. Like, you know, he has those guys that are right there, man, every day. You know, they know what goes on behind closed doors, and it's kind of like if those guys – will go to bat for somebody, you know, Saban's going to be a lot more um, apt to keep him around. And and I love how, though, you know, he just he, – he gets everybody involved and he lets those seniors take leadership or maybe not even seniors, but those guys that are leaders kind of take that leadership role and, and really help to kind of decide what goes on there, man. Absolutely. I mean, absolutely. Looking forward to that leadership role growing throughout this season. Appreciate my man Nate from Kentucky here calling into the show. We're going to actually go to a quick topic here, 205-448-1350. The number to get your voice be heard on the show, 205-448-1358. Right there is the number. We got we got to look at Mac Jones here, John, because I was watching a clip from Undisputed Skip and Shannon today, and uh, – I don't know why I mean, Skip Bayless is the king of crazy hot takes. He has a few that are accurate, but the mass majority have people scratching their head wondering why did he say that? And this is one of the head scratchers. So Mac Jones is working out in Tampa, Florida. He's got some receivers down there with the Patriots trying to be even better for a year or two after setting some franchise records in his rookie season. But just because Mac Jones is working out in Tampa, Skip Bayless gets the idea of he taking a shot at Tom Brady. He trying to challenge Tom Brady. He trying to come out for the go. That's why he doing it. He, he doing it to, to eclipse Tom Brady. That's why he down there in Tampa. Why can't he work out in Jacksonville? That's his hometown. Why can't he work out in Orlando? Or why can't he work out in Miami? Or why can't he work out in Fort Myers or Key West? Why it gotta be Tampa? 
it, 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 it's no uh, notion that Mac Jones is trying to supplant Tom Brady, Skip Ayers. No. There's no notion of that. I mean, yes, you can draw a lot of parallels between Mac Jones and Tom Brady, sure. I mean, they both have the parallels of high school. They got the parallels of college, having to sit behind multiple guys before they got their shot. They got the parallels of the NFL draft where all the draft pundits were saying they can't do this, can't do that, can't do this, can't do that. Arm is not all that good. And they had to have the chip on their shoulder to prove everybody wrong. But just because we have some similarities between Mac and Tom Brady does not necessarily mean that Mac is practicing in Tampa just to tick off Tom Brady. Come on now. Come on. That, 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 that couldn't be further from the truth. Mac is trying to get himself right for year two in New England. All I'm gonna say this is all I'm gonna say this is for the Patriots. Somebody please remove Bill Belichick's hand off this draft process this year. Because I want New England to get receivers. Want New England to get receivers. I don't care if it's Mechie, Jamison Williams, Slade Bolden, all three. Get your hands on some receivers, New England. Because the moment you get your hands on you some wide outs, put them around Mac Jones, dude going to do something. Dude going to be really something. So, uh, big ups to the Mac and Skip Bayless. Skip, 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 skip. I don't know. I don't know why I skipped what he had to do there. But we're going to go to a break here, folks. Don't touch that dial because when we get back, we tidy up loose ends by discussing the Bama defense. There are two positions that Bama's trying to shore up to make sure this is an elite-level defense or a big play defense. We'll talk about it after this. If you're an avid Alabama Crimson Tide fan and you love to flaunt it, then show your Alabama Crimson Tide support by grabbing the Alabama sneakers. They feature bold Crimson Tide graphics, so no one will be able to question where your allegiance lies. When you add these sweet sneakers to your Alabama Crimson Tide collection, go to stsfootwear.com and use the code TDALABAMA for $15 off your purchase. That's code TDALABAMA for $15 off your purchase. Go to stsfootwear.com and get your Alabama sneakers today. Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $7.95 per month or pay $74.95 for a full year subscription. That's a yearly saving of $20. Go to touchdownalabama.com today and roll tide. Thank you for tuning in. Show your support right now by clicking that like button. If you haven't subscribed, hit the subscribe button now and enable all notifications to make sure you don't ever miss any of the best Alabama football news, notes, and information right here on Touchdown Alabama. All right, people, we're back in from the break on a Wednesday hump day. Number one show, fire. Talking Crimson Tide in my own words, George Truly, Stephen M. Smith. Touchdown, Alabama Magazine. And appreciate all of you checking us out on today. All the donations, all the calls, all the conversations, the dialogue that we have been able to have. And before we tidy up loose ends with the final topic of conversation, got to remind you of TDAware.com. That's TDAware.com. Do all of your shopping right there. 
When you talk about your style, swagger, clothing, sauce, drip, culture needs, check us out right there, tdawear.com. If you like Kieran, touchdown, Alabama. You get that clothing right now. Set yourself up for the A-Day game, which is next week. Set yourself up for the fall, for the regular season in the fall by going to tdawear.com. Get your shopping right there. Link in the description. Show that support for Coach Saban, the University of Alabama, the student athletes, and us here at TDA. But this Bama defense, so many of U.S. fans want to see this defense play uh, uh, big man, marquee, dominant, elite, creating turnovers, back to just knock them out football. Y'all want to get back to that knock them out football on the defensive side of the coin here. And for Pete Golden, this is year number five for him, fourth year as a defensive coordinator. For a lot of you, it's put up or shut up time for Coach Golden. Even though you know he's made some strides, he's had some growth, he's made some improvement, y'all want to see, hey, can this guy be the guy to have this program playing at an elite high, big level across the board here defensively. And for me, I think there are two positions Alabama has to shore up, be dominant, be strong, be marquee in order for this to be a national championship defense. And number one, it's that nose tackle position. Bama's got to get a nose tackle. It's got to have a defensive tackle. It's got to have somebody in the middle of that defensive line wearing a guard out. Wearing a center out, wearing a quarterback out, wearing a running back out, wearing an, an offensive line coach, an offensive coordinator out. Where is that? Where is that disruptive, keep coming, high motor, nonstop defensive tackle nose guard? Who is that guy? And is that guy on this year's team? Alabama's got bodies, Saban's got depth, but is that type of guy on? this year's team. Now, Saban did highlight a freshman today. He highlighted big Jaheim Otis, Mississippi, who has had a really good spring. Went from 370 to 324 pounds. That's 46 pounds lighter. He's played a little, he plays really well out there at the at the new weight. And a guy that's a he, he's hard to block. He's a force. He's a disruptor. He's made a lot of progress. He will not start, but he will get reps. He'll get reps. Jaheim Otis, he's the future. I'll put it up, he's the future. But in terms of just right now, who is that guy right now? Is it Tim Smith? People want it so bad to be here. Is it Tim Smith? Is it Jamil Burroughs? He was out there in the scrimmage running that first team nose tackle position. Is it Jamil Burroughs? Is it Jamarian Latham? I mean, he was wrecking shot. At 1A high school, at 1A high school, Pickens County, you know, down there in Reform, Alabama, he was wrecking shop down there. Is it a guy like a like a DJ Dale? Is it a Tim Keenan the Third? Is it, is it a Damon Payne? A Stephon Wynn? There's several bodies on the defensive line, but that nose tackle, Bama has to have that. They gotta have it. If they have it under Freddie Roach's D line coach, goes a long way. And this defense being top three to top five and winning a national championship. And along with that, I look at that weak side linebacker position next to Henry To'o in the middle. Who takes that spot? Because Henry T, he's coming back to show he's the best Mike linebacker in the country. Yes, he came in this past season 
had some lumps, had some bumps, had to learn some things, grow in some areas. But down the stretch of last season, he started to come on. He started to play his best football late in the year. And he looks to carry that over consistently start to finish in the upcoming season. But the question is, who's the guy next to him? Because Toto mentioned it's like being on a string. I do something, you do something. You got my back, I got yours. We got to have this bond, have this brotherhood, and inside linebacker. So who is next to Henry here? Is it Jalen Moody, who will start off in that spot? Can he hold it? He's got experience. He's got knowledge of the system. Can he hold it? Because behind him, you've got Deontay Lawson, who's a dog. He's got some C.J. Mosley-esque qualities to him. Deontay Lawson. You got Kendrick Blackshire, who, in my opinion, is the love child of Reuben Foster and Mac Wilson. Will light your butt up? It's a Blackshire time. You got Sean Murphy, freshman. Giad Campbell, freshman. Both of those two, really good. And then you got uh, Des Moines Kennedy, who right now I know working outside linebacker because uh, Keanu Coat hurt, but when he come, when Coat comes back, Kennedy will be back moved inside. So. I think here, can Alabama shore up the nose tackle spot and can it shore up the weak side linebacker position? If they can get both of those two playing big ball, this is a defense that can be a top three to top five unit and win a national championship. Because to me, your outside linebackers and your defensive secondary, that's pretty sad. Your outside backers and your secondary, that's pretty set right there but as always folks you want the best in news notice information and coverage here on your favorite program that being the crimson tide you can get this by accessing the touchdown alabama magazine app you download the app from the iphone app store if you're rocking team apple google play store if you got the android phone now for your audio needs check us out itunes or apple Podcasts, spotify stitcher spreaker TuneIn radio google play overcast.fm or iHeartRadio. The good and gracious Lord sees fit. I'll be back on Friday continuing the conversation that is tight football. Remember, Bama fans, you can purchase individual copies of Touchdown Alabama magazine. Have those sent directly to your door. That link in the description. Also, if you're trying to get the fresh edition, print edition of TDA the magazine, you go to touchdownalabama.com. You click join, become a member or a subscriber today. That link will be found in the description as well. If you're trying to get the four-finger bling necklace, four-finger bling jewelry, courtesy of our guys at We Own the Fourth Quarter, that's weownthefourthquarter.com. That link in the description as well. But appreciate you, the Bama fans, showing all the love and the support on today. All the calls, all the donation, all the love, all the dialogue. Appreciate all of that. My man John Ivory, appreciate him. And my man John, happy birthday to you, man. My man John Ivory celebrated a birthday this week. Big ups to my man in the production studio. As always, doing his thing. As always, Todd Nation. Husbands! Love you, wives. Wives, appreciate value. Those husbands, children, you continue doing the right thing, fun thing, smart thing, good thing, legitimate thing to not be bored. Be sure to get you those three hearty meals a day, those three great laughs a day. You protect yourself. You protect the loved ones around you. Until next time, folks, I'm your man, Stephen M. Smith. This has been In My Own Words. See you Friday.